0: live from state street in the heart of chicago you are listening to the new home of the chicago bears ESPN chicago and this is carmen and WMBP wmvp wshe hd2 chicago a good karma brands radio station
1: some of the suggestions rolling in for the best irish coffees today a national irish coffee day they're delicious Maybe you're wondering what what makes it so special? Well, there's whiskey and coffee, and they put like homemade whipped cream usually on there. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Dave Sharf, who works with us here, and he's got a little Irish in him. Yes, he does. He says go see Connor O'Keefe at Emerald Loop. And then a few people called in and said Glasgow's. That's an oldie but a goodie. And then Embassy Public House. I'm not familiar with that place. That's on Taylor Street, I guess. Yeah. That's... How about that in Little Italy? You got a great public house. That's the public house. All right. If you have a suggestion on where we could find a delicious one today, let us know we got the extra hour back starting Monday. We'll be going noon to 3. Okay, Waddle and Sylvie will be on until 6.30. Black and Abdallah after that. That's the new schedule starting Monday. Monday, right.
2: Monday. we got the half hour together, 2 to 3. That's crosstalk. 2.30 to 3. That's what I said, 2.30 to 3. I said 2 to 3. I might have been a little quick. It's an hour's there. worth of crosstalk. We'll do 30 two, minutes of crosstalk. It's going to be great. 2.30 to and 3. And
1: be on the lookout for news in the coming week or so on uh, the return of crosstalk Unhinged. That's right. We are working on something. It's, it's a little and tricky with the schedules, but we're working on it, and we think we're going to make it happen. And the announcement
2: that we make when we go to London, that's, I, that's coming to in be the a while. future. That's going to be a while, it's but still, be a while. an announcement that we're waiting for at some point during the season. At the very least, I'll be announcing that I'm going to London. I would be <laughs> assuming that that happens after the draft and after the schedule comes out. That's what I would think, and yeah. that's not until May. Yeah. But are, that, that
1: announcement still will have to be made. Yes. We are live in our State Street Studios. Hopefully uh, you're watching. Yurko's year goes festive.
2: You can watch right. us
1: on YouTube. Make sure you click and subscribe Celebrate. to the station's YouTube page. Listen on the app anytime, anywhere, the ESPN Chicago app, and listen on AM1000 and FM 100.3 HD2. You get that FM signal. McKnight at the movies a little bit later on. Connor told me it's a really good one today. Look forward to that. They're always good. Todd Furman at 1:35. Talking Championship Sunday with us. What if he did, like, broadcast news? I don't think he's ever
2: done that. Yeah. That'd be be good. That'd be a good one. That's a great movie. People getting gigs, people not getting gigs. That's a great movie, Eric. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Apropos, the timing of it all.
1: Connor uh, is staying with us, which is good. I, I... I... Connor's going to be a play-by-play guy yeah. in the in MLB at some point I was hoping it was going to be here with the White sure. Sox sure they're going in a different direction so uh, Connor was you know one of the two finalists uh, he interviewed for the Tigers gig earlier this uh, winter the fall winter before uh, Jason Benetti left the White Sox to go to that booth so teams are sniffing around on Connor they're kicking the tires on Connor McKnight he's good He's very good, and he's going to be a play-by-play guy. We got a job opening. I was hoping opening. it was here, but he stays part of our team. So selfishly, we're happy. Yep. you know he'll yes, join are. us for White Sox hits throughout the course of the year, and he'll be with Lennon DJ, part of our great coverage for White Sox we, baseball uh, in twenty twenty. We
2: do have a job opening as play-by-play guy for the uh, Dirtbags U fourteen team down in beautiful Dyer, Indiana. The Dirtbags U-14 team. The Dirtbags, yeah, U-14 team. Which sport are we talking so, here? Baseball, Hockey? Baseball, baseball. Baseball. The Dirtbags U-14. U-14 travel team. You're responsible for travel, and he's responsible for drinks. What do you think, Connor? At halftime. No, that, no after the games. that sound like something you might be interested in? Yeah. But I'm
1: just saying it's available. Jim Harbaugh goes to the Chargers. Dave Canales gets the job in Carolina.
2: It's Lou's cousin, right? No. Lou Canales? That's Nope. Dave Canales. Always, but he's—I'll tell you, like Lou though, he's a handsome lad. Have you seen Dave kid? Canales? I have. Who not. sat
1: upstairs that like, oh, he's too good looking to be a successful NFL coach? Who said? Charlie. That? Charlie said that. That was
3: funny. And Cliff Kingsbury uh, fizzled he's, out. He's and all this guy. That's
1: funny. Who are the most handsome NFL coaches ever? And did they all fail? I mean, Dave Canales is a good-looking dude. You see him on the sidelines in Tampa. He really uh, had a. He had a nice like evolution, I guess I'd say, through the course of the oh, season. Yeah. That he's offense good-looking got better. Kid. I think they hit on some things that were more effective. Very muscular. Oh, he's a handsome kid, right? Oh yeah, he's a good looking kid. Sure. Is he like is he too good looking to be a successful mm-hmm. coach
2: though? Possibly. <laughs> though that has nothing to do with the knowledge that's in the brain. Of course not. Yeah. So, who would you say is the most handsome NFL coach that you can think all of time, off the top of your head? All yeah. time, Rich Kotite. No, strikingly handsome in a rugged sort of nerdy way. No, I don't think so. Not Rich Kotite, you know, he's a pretty handsome man. Pete Carroll, don't you think? Back in the day, USC days. I almost think he's like he's aged yeah, um, quite nicely. Yeah, I'd, I'd say in his USC days,
1: maybe. You know, who was really ruggedly handsome in a in a way when who? in his prime. Coach Ditka. Coach. Coach. Ditka was a pretty good-looking guy. Coach. You know? Yeah. you would make the
2: ladies melt. I mean, you're, let's face they, it. you're not talking about perm. No, I'm no. talking about,
1: like, slick back. Pre-perm, post-perm yeah. Ditka. Yeah, I'm talking about, like, slick when back When he had the Ditka. curly hair,
2: he looked like a fool.
1: Yeah, the like curly hair is yeah. kind
2: of a weird look. It was uh, very unbecoming to him. But
1: when it was slick back Ditka with the sunglasses and the mustache... Coach
2: is pretty handsome. Lad. I got to I got to run around a little bit. Maybe Jimmy Johnson in his day, mm, a little too short, too short, too runty, like run yeah. to the litter esque. Yeah, too short. No, I get that. I understand too short. Definitely there. not Vince Lombardi,
1: even though he was no, the best.
2: No, not an attractive. No, man. not not at all. Young Shula, maybe, but no, the Shula I was familiar with was aged and decrepit. Yeah, and we starting to break down on the sidelines. He had Achilles go. Remember, he's the I guy sideline that yeah. was on a cart. Yeah. What do you think about a Jim Fossil back in the day? Maybe a gym no. no, Fossil doesn't do it for me. <laughs> Sean <no>. Payton? Uh-uh.
1: <laughs> I love how we get
2: texted. Like, my friends start texting these lists. The lists of, like, the most handsome oh, no, coaches? Something else, yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm bouncing around the league. Do we want to get Pauly's picks in real quick? Mariucci was in yeah, all right. Yeah, Mariucci, good Mariucci's call. Is all right back in the Paesan, day. Paisan, handsome.
3: Yeah. And beauty is in the eye of, of the beholder. Always Jesus. is. You have a nomination, though, I'm sure, Adam. Some people might uh, want the Jolly Walrus of an Andy Reid. Mm, really? He's a
2: cuddler. Some young ladies that are chubby chasers, you know that. I guess. Yeah. And he's got a great mustache. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. You know oh, what you can get with that, chaser. right? So, you know
1: who? You uh, know, I know how much those you
3: college, it's completely different. Because yeah. you know who, who does not strike out very often is Lane Kiffin.
1: Yeah, well, I yeah. think we know that. Yeah. Bobby Petrino, too, right? Yo, I think we yeah. kind of know. That guy loves a motorcycle. <laughs> you go to college and it's a free for all. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't get on the back of my motorcycle with <laughs> mean, Bobby, Bobby Petrino. I'm very often. I mean, that's funny. Jeez. Let's get uh, Paulie's picks for Championship Sunday. How did Paulie do last weekend? One and two.
3: Not great. One and two. He had the Lions, He's which uh, cashed a cash, the 49ers, and then the Texans, which did not. He is 28 30 and two. A little bit of a funk here, Pauly. 500,
2: Paulie. Yeah. Pauly. yeah.
4: Uh, I got. You know what? Tell Jonathan Hood, I got the Royal Rumble this weekend, too, you know. Where's
1: Royal Rumble this weekend? It's in Tampa. Oh, you're go- oh so are, you're- you- are you going? No, no, I'm not going, oh, but I'm going to watch, watch it. it. Got it. Yeah, uh, let, John-
4: let Jonathan Hood know, you know, it's all my be And I am going to WrestleMania in Philly, though. You know that.
2: Well, I knew that. That's close it. by because yeah. you're in Jersey. Are you taking in a got Davida? Mulatto
4: with you? I uh, don't know, but I'm going. My my brother from Springfield's coming
1: though. Your brother from where? Springfield. 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 Springfield, Springfield. Missouri? Missouri? Ma- Ma- Springfield Mass. Springfield, Missouri. Illinois. Springfield, Illinois. Oh, Springfield Missouri. Illinois. Springfield, Illinois. Okay. Yeah, uh, how yeah, is yeah, everything? So, How's everything with the lady? You know, this is uh, like I feel like it, it stalled it, a little, Polly.
4: You know, no, no, it, it's not stalled. I'm just, uh, I've just been working hard and trying to get everything
1: done. Okay, and and that means.
4: What are you working eighty
1: hours a week? I mean, I mean what's going on here, Paul?
4: Oh no, I'm over about thirty hours a week, but you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just working hard, you know, just doing, trying to do everything right, oh, like to get work, everything right. Oh, like
1: working hard to make sure everything's right with her. Right. Right. I got you. Yes, yes,
4: awesome. yes. All, all yes. work and no play makes
2: Paulie a dull boy.
4: No, 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 no. It's okay. No. <laughs> I got three parties the next three weeks. I'm, I'm okay. Nice. Three parties,
1: parties
2: in the next yeah. three weeks. I mean, jeez. Well,
4: next week I got a trivia contest. I won't be calling in, but I got a trivia contest next week. And then also I will see the Super Bowl. So and then the Super Bowl. I got the parties yeah. going on. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't you worry. Guys still, do you guys still
1: talk on. like on a daily basis or you sort of? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Would you say you're a free man, though? Like you go to one of these parties. can you? Can you hook up? Can you hook up if you want to? If I have to. If you want well, have going to. to. I, have I mean to. If, if you, if you not want going to. If you're, I'm on. not going to. You're not, but I'm going, not going, to. going to. So, so you're but... so you're saying basically you're you're committed to Mulata? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. You still haven't uh, sent any money, uh, yeah. right, Paul? Yeah. Yeah. No, no no money? Yeah. No. No, no, no. I am just, uh, just one person. That's it. One you, person. No, no, but you haven't sent any money, right? You promise? No, 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 no. All right. Or any compromising pictures? You haven't done that?
4: No, no,
2: no. Zero, zero. No, no pictures of little Polly going her direction? Zero, zero. All right, good. Okay. Making sure. All right, Pauly, let's... Uh, I, I totally understand.
1: Let's get down. Uh, uh, let's bounce back here. We got Championship Sunday. What are your plays? Give me the champs. You want the Chiefs getting the points? Over the Ravens, yes. Okay, so it's up to four. Boy, Pauly not laying the yeah. lumber for a change. He's taking the dog. And then, And then... The Niners will win, but they won't cover. So we're going the all-underdog special for Paulie. Lions probably. plus the seven, and the Chiefs plus the four. Yes. Okay. Yes, definitely. All right, brother. And
4: then, uh, listen, and then next week, I'm seeing my cardiologist. He looks a lot like Sylvie. Really? Swear to God.
1: I hope yeah. he's – His I, name
4: I, is Dr. I, Dr. I, I, Dr. Stuart Penner in – Penn University, because I see him in Philly. Oh, big time. And he looks nice. a lot like Sylvie.
1: Wow. I hope he's uh, a little bit of a better doctor than Sylvie, but I'm sure he is. Yes, yeah. he is. <laughs> when are you I'm making him
2: a turtle. Making him a turtle. Cheesecake. He'll love it. Hey, when are you going to see a yeah. proctologist? Uh, th-
4: that I don't know yet, but the only thing I have going on is that and an ablation. That's
2: it. And an ablation. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's serious. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Good luck at the cardiologist. Good yeah. luck with your plays this weekend. And find yourself a guy with small and then, then, then hands. Then I'll, I'll, I'll call you back in two weeks. All right. We'll talk to you in two weeks. See you, buddy. Sounds good. Okay. All right, there's Paulie right Cheesecake.
2: Paulie going next week. Wait. Well, because oh, there's Super Bowl. I he's living the no life, games, man. He's yeah. going to parties. He's uh, so he's got a making cheesecake trivia party going on. You Milata. imagine that? These guys are
3: so sick, right? But what's that? These Kaiser are so sick, right? I, I don't know. Like he
1: like. I don't know. He, he gets yes, off sir. the phone He's and goes, those idiots, right? Like <laughs> I've never thought about that in my life, Adam, and now you're gonna... He's going to Paulie's Kaiser-Sose. His... He's going all these parties. Uh, Philly Sid, good luck following Paulie, but it's your turn. Go ahead.
5: Well, Carmen, I'm actually going to bring a little love to you because I'm going to bring up a player that I think you is near and dear to your heart. Okay. My, maybe being as close as, you know, women's feet. <laughs> okay. Um, the other thing I'll say before I get into it, you know, tell Danny I promised I will no longer draw things in the back of his car now that he made that switch. Oh, good. All right. We'll tell him. So, um, you mentioned earlier about how Harbaugh and his days in Michigan was a heavy run coach. Not yes. heavy run, but definitely not heavy pass. He more 50 50. And that's the way he coached when he was in San Francisco. Absolutely. It would not be unprecedented or unheard of for him to go into Sandy, Diego, excuse me, Los Angeles and decide, Herbert's not my guy. Oof. I need to make a change. One reason, they are in cap hell right now. They're like one of the bottom they three are. or four teams from a cap perspective because yeah. of that big contract they gave him. The other reason, if he's looking for a more run-heavy type of team, well, he needs to make some investments in guys that can block, guys that can run, uh, extra, extra picks here and there. He needs to reset. So as a Bears fan and as a Justin Herbert lover yourself, if they call the Bears and they say, let's make a deal for that first overall pick and possibly some other picks, are you willing to make that move?
1: Yes. I would not trade multiple first-round picks, but yes, I would. Well, you might have to. It might be multiple years. It may not be multiple this year, maybe this year and next year or this year in the future. I don't want to trade multiple first-round picks, even for him. I think Patrick Mahomes is the only guy I'd probably trade multiple first-round picks for. But I would trade the number one overall pick. He'd be crazy if he went in there and his first order of business was to trade Justin Herbert. He'd be crazy. But would it but would he really be all that crazy knowing the cap situation that he's dealing with?
5: He's got some aging veteran, you know, receivers. Uh he's got some problems on the line. He's got a lot of things He's got, he's got a lot fix to on fix. On I, you're right.
1: Of- you're not wrong. They've they've had a tough time keeping that receiving core healthy and they're older. Johnston, I hate to say it, but he kind of looks like a bust. Maybe they can fix that. But don't he forget about looks the defensive like side
5: of the ball. Don't forget about the defensive side of the ball. No, they're, they're older. Got they're on right. the Defensive line, and You're they right. got injuries on the defensive line.
1: You're right. Sid, we uh, we got to run. I, it's interesting. I, don't you think the I don't know Would the owner it, it, would the owner not have already picked his brain? Would they not have discussed like shaping this team going yeah. forward? What's going to look like? like? Harbaugh hinted I might trade Justin Herbert. Aren't they like wait what? You can't trade Justin Herbert,
2: right? Well, I mean, Herbert's. I, I don't know what his cap hit's going to be in the future. I can click on them individually. Mac is a, a cap hit of thirty eight this year. Bosa thirty six. They've million. got some cap issues. Keenan like thirty four million. They're negative forty four million this year. Negative forty four million on the bad side. Yeah. Mike Williams thirty two million. Darwin James nineteen. Then you finally get to Justin Herbert. That's where he's at. At nineteen million. Oh boy. Like, Mac will probably get
1: restructured, don't you think? You'd have to think they would lighten something. the load a little. Yeah. They're going to be like 30 mil, million, I think, over the cap. Is that right? Or you said, are they neg- Are they a 40 million over the cap? Is that what you just
2: 44 said? 44 million. 44 million. Wow. And in 2024, Herbert doesn't kill you. Right. It's after. He right? doesn't beat you up. It's after that. You can't, they, they they would,
1: they, they'd be crazy. Like, Harbaugh would be crazy yeah. to, to trade him. Um, but, yeah, would you trade the first overall pick for Justin Herbert? Yes. I would, yes. 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 312-332-3776 is the number. You can ring us up. We'll play McKnight at the movies next. Todd Furman live in Vegas in about 15. We'll be right
0: back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago.
2: McKnight at the Movies.
0: Connor McKnight
2: recreates classic cinema on Carmen and Yurko, only on ESPN Chicago.
1: Winner today receives a four pack of tickets to Josh Abbott Band at Joe's on Weed on April 12th. It's time to play McKnight at the Movies. Last week, great one, uh, celebrating the 20th anniversary already of Napoleon Dynamite. Wow. So let's see what Connor's got cooked up for today. We play along with you. We do not know the movies Connor uh, selects. It's all up to him. He's got full autonomy here. First correct caller will win at three one two three three two three seven seven six. We play every Thursday. You ready? I am. I am ready. Got your thinking cap on. I've got it. got the first one of the year, and I've been I've been off since then. Okay, here we go. With Night of the Movies, Part One.
6: Our scene opens with an open. That's what you call one of these in the business. We've got B-roll and a voiceover going on. The whole thing is running at a frenetic pace as it seems whatever fictional TV product we're watching has been programmed for Zinn addicts as they spit their leftovers into an empty can of Mountain Dew Code Red on the coffee table. Our announcer continues to explain the coming event, and the network gets on with a sense of unearned grandeur. This isn't primetime programming, and he knows it, but he's got to sell it. Hmm. I've got a plan.
1: You've got an idea, you yeah.
2: mean? Let me, I, I'm going to, I'm going to write it here. Okay. And this is just totally out of the blue. I'd love it. All right?
1: Movie. Oh, interesting.
2: Just, you
1: know. Interesting.
2: Okay. I, I got to find out something about the actor. I
1: love that movie, by the way. Yeah, it's a great movie. The Twitchers have it? No, they don't. I'm surprised. I this,
6: yeah, I'm. that's all I'm going to say. Okay, here we go. Part two. A bit on our actors. Our two broadcasters are well-known faces, but not main characters in the movie. One has played everything from a vice president to a deadbeat dad, while the other has played everything from a crime lord to a bumbling executive. Also in the movie, but not in the scene, my God, what a fun cast. Jim Brockmeyer, Captain Kirk, Jamie O'Hara, Crazy Eyes Killer, Tug Speedman, Marsha, the tall guy from Avatar, the short guy from Waiting, Fuchs, and Don Geis from 30 Rock.
2: Damn.
1: It's a good well, cast. The only right. one I knew
6: is William Shatner.
1: Uh, I think his area, William Shatner. Twitch definitely has it now.
2: Why can't I think They've of nailed this it?
1: Nailed it. Nailed it now. Are you going to take me to the third clue for crying out loud. Come on, Carm. You're going to be upset over this. Yeah, yeah Carm, you, you might have to leave the show early today. I hope so. This is going to stick in your craw. Oh, I'm happy to hear it. All right, here we go. Here's part three. Yeah.
6: Back to our scene. The Open has landed and we're on camera with our announcers. One has a great haircut, solid tie, and half of a fantastic name. The other looks like he's been drinking the Zin spit mixed with Code Red, a true mid-2000s punk look. The rules of the tournament and the game get explained to us, the audience. The rock music in the background will not cease. There's a whole group of teams in this tournament, and our group of lovable misfits, the one the movie has been following, is among them. They'll match up with the evil yeah, opposition at the mad. end of the film. Yeah. And as always, the good guys win. This time, with the help of the five Ds. Damn. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. It
1: took too long. Damn yeah, way
6: too long. Way
1: too long. It's gonna stick in your uh, car. Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. It's gonna stick in my <laughs> Carmen's for gonna a wake while. up in a cold sweat tonight. Yep. Oh,
2: it was that. I'll probably be and thinking I about it. it before he got it, so I'm happy I, about good it. Good job. At the same You're in time. No, I wrote it down and showed it to you. I wrote it down as well. No, not as quick as I did. I think we both kind of. And kinda... yours looks like Rollerball. No, it's not. Yeah, but it does. It says. It says I know dodgeball. what I see.
1: Let's go to John and Joya. John, what's the movie? Uh Dodgeball. It is Dodgeball, John. Sit tight, buddy, and we'll send you your fabulous prize. Nice job. I mean, your prize is really being a winner on the Carmen Yurko Show. You'll also get a four-pack of tickets to see the Josh Abbott Band at Joe's on Weed on April 12th. It is dodgeball, and here's the reveal.
0: Las Vegas, a city built upon sand, broken dreams, and $5 lobster. A city where you can get a happy ending, but only if you pay a little extra. A city home to a sporting event greater than the World Cup, World Series, and World War II combined. Live! From Las Vegas, it's the Las Vegas International Dodgeball Open here on ESPN 8. The Ocho, bringing you the finest and seldom seen sports from around the globe since 1999. If it's almost a sport, we've got it here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this year's annual Las Vegas International Dodgeball Open, brought to you exclusively here on ESPN 8. The Ocho, we're coming to you live from the Las Vegas University Learning Annex. My name is Scott McKnight. And with me, as always, is my partner in crime, Pepper Brooks. Pepper, yeah, Cotton, hey, everybody, 32 teams in play. That means four wins is going to get you in the final match. That fifth win getting you the 50K that everyone's chasing. Cotton. Well, there's some electricity in the air, folks, a palpable hue of anticipation. Immortality, five simple victories away. They've come from all over the globe, Kathmandu to Timbuktu and all points in between to compete in the one true human test, dodgeball.
1: May not be a better open ever. Uh, the City of Broken Dreams and $5 Lobster. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Learning Annex. It's just fantastic. I mean, absolutely. From Tim notch, to to Kat-
3: and
2: everywhere in between. It is just fantastic. Jason Bateman's so good. He's so good. f and Cotton. <laughs> f a Cotton. F-N-A. Usually I pay double for that, Cotton. It's so good. There's a two-on-one uh, special. I'm very upset it took us that long
1: to get it, but hey, we can laugh anyway, and that's good stuff. Hey, well, do you guys remember when uh, Hollywood made fun comedies? I do. It yeah. was a good time, right? old days. They don't really do it anymore, no, do they? Not at all.
2: Used to make fun of everything. Yeah, it was, was good. A good time.
1: It, it's I, shout, out for, uh, shout out to Connor for uh, pulling that one out Like, today.
2: who's the next...
1: You know, like Vince Vaughn in his prime, Will Ferrell in his prime, uh, Wilson, Owen. Like, what? Who are they? Where are they? They're not what they? there. They don't make them. They just don't make them, do they? Well, you know, because it's not a Marvel movie. Boy, I saw the trailer for the new. Now they've got a female Spider-Man. Have you seen this? Oh, the Web One. Oh, yeah. The Web, because uh, it's how a bunch many, of them. What, what, How many Marvel? How many movies can we take? It's like Spider I mean, something.
3: Either you're on board or you've jumped ship a long time ago. You know, it came out today. I sent it to Waddle this morning because I know he loves it. Amazon Prime in March, the trailer for the Roadhouse
1: remake. Oh yeah, with They're Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. and
3: Conor McGregor.
1: Yeah. Wow. All right, I'm in on that. Are they really doing like Are they doing mm-hmm. a remake or like? Uh- yeah, it's a remake. No, it's a remake. It's a remake. Yeah. It's wow. a full on remake. Yeah. It's a full on remake. So it's but not a like a continuation of the like UFC
3: fighter. So they did a bunch of stuff with the UFC. There were like wow. pictures of Jake Gyllenhaal at a weigh in. Like a while back, they were filming him weighing in because he's supposed to be a former UFC fighter. All right, that comes in and runs the bar. You know, runs the bar. Like you know, the the. Plot I know. Of I love. Yeah. I
1: love Roadhouse. I'm down for that. Is Sam Elliott going to make a cameo? That's the question. Oof, just as well, mustache. I guess. I mean, I guess he can because if they're not like continuing the story, you know, and I'm not ruining anything. Roadhouse is like 30 something years old. Sam Elliott dies in Roadhouse. Yeah. yeah. But if they're doing a remake of it, like they can bring the character in, right? Oh, I I love it. Is he going to be called Dalton?
3: I think he is called oh, Dalton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he I'm is in. called Dalton. I, All I, right. I, I'm I, in, dude. Yeah.
1: I hope so. The trailer looks good. I am in. Does it really? Jake
3: Gyllenhaal's jacked, dude. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I'm in. It's insanely jacked. Why don't I? Like, what do you call it mcgregor put on i mean i think mcgregor's on roids or whatever but he might be allegedly um so he's coming back to fight in a couple months adam and that's he's, called
1: proper number 12 that's he's all he's
3: going up in weight like his heaviest weight ever and if, if you it, see the trailer for this you're like oh my god this dude!
1: i'm watching the trailer in the break because now i'm interested i think we make a station outing to that movie together what's well, on amazon Oh, it's on, yeah, Amazon. Just on Amazon. Just watch. Can we all get it together it. and watch <laughs> it? Just watch I thought it I was going to be in the theaters. No, if you want to go to theaters, did you guys see that Tenant is coming back to theaters? No, stop. Come on. No, I'm serious. Really? They're, it's coming back. I love Christopher Nolan, but I couldn't. Yeah, come I couldn't on. With that movie. No. What? Really? That movie's awesome. awesome. I didn't like What's it. What's wrong with Are you? Are you serious? I did not like it, you guys. How do you not like Tenet? I didn't like it. I thought it was... It, I mean, he makes confusing movies, but I was... My head was spinning. Oh, no. I did not Car. care for Tenet. Too many uh, computer shortcuts for you? I like That's him, tough, too. Man. I really too like him. Too much technology. I, that, but that, come on, that story was so convoluted and weird to they follow. It was it
6: like awesome. 30 times yeah. in the movie. He has three but different here. set pieces explaining Carmen, what's going on.
3: Carmen, watch yeah. it again. Seriously. By yourself. Watch it no again. No distractions.
1: All right. Just well, trust me. It's Jerko? great. Yurko, what do you think, Yurko? Jer- All right, I'll try. I don't think. I'll try. Did you watch it? No. <laughs> the first, <laughs> I'll tell you, and I only did watch it once. You guys are right. I only watched it once, and I walked away like, Oof. I, okay, here's my, here's my thought on it. First time I saw it, confusing as hell. Yeah. Second time I saw it, I immediately called Abdallah. I was like, that movie's awesome. All right, maybe I'll give it another spin then, because I only watched it the one time, and I, was, I, I, I thought it was out there. And I liked the guy a lot, but I was like, oh, my God, this is too much. Okay, I'll have to give it another shot. You had enough. Todd Furman in Vegas. We'll preview Championship Sunday coming up next.
6: chicago's home for sports on instagram at espn
0: underscore chicago carmen and yurko are back no, no, no. this is espn chicago chicago's home for sports
1: no. all right before we get to Furman, uh, i just watched the new roadhouse trailer oh yeah i am in. i mean come on waddle must have i mean you know waddle needed the towel off when that was done Oh yeah. You know, I'm in, yeah, I'm in, dude. I'm in, and you're right. It's a. They're I mean, they're they're tweaking the story a little, but it's a remake of Roadhouse. He's yeah. Dalton. He's going to fix up the roadhouse, and Conor McGregor looks massive. You're not kidding. He's on
2: something. He's on the, is he on the junk? Allegedly. Is that what you believe? Dude, he's huge. Allegedly. How big is Conor McNe- uh, McGregor? How tall? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Is he 5'10"? He looks... How is Is Jake Gyllenhaal short? Because he looks
1: considerably taller in that trailer. I don't know, but I'm in. That's a good-looking trailer right there. You
2: need more movies like that. Because he's an athlete, there's no fudging on his height. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, he's 5'8". That's it? 5'8". He's a wee lad. He's still taller than Bobby De Niro. Yeah. Boy, 5'8". The whole world is. He is jacked. Unless he puts his stilt shoes on. Right. Yeah. Humphrey Bogart, too. Right. Let's get out
1: to the Car X Tire and Guest, the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline, excuse me. Let's do it. And bring in one of our favorites who joins us every Thursday. We only have a few visits left with our man, Todd Furman. Can you believe that? Follow uh, Todd on X at Todd Furman. Make sure you follow the Bet the Board podcast. Listen to the Bet the Board pod all football season long and all year long to get the best uh, breakdown, especially during the football season. And I know the guys will be tackling Championship Sunday. And Todd's here to give us a little breakdown as we roll into the penultimate weekend of the year in the National Football League for 2023. Todd, how goes it, my
7: friend? Everything is good, gentlemen. You blink. The football season that you anxiously anticipate all summer long almost feels like it goes by as quickly as it arrived, one final word on that Roadhouse trailer. Look, no matter what Jake Gyllenhaal does in that particular role in the remake, it will not rival Patrick Swayze's phenomenal performance. Where any time that you heard anything come out of Patrick Swayze's mouth, you went, "This is the most hammed-up line they could have possibly written into that entire script."
1: It was just so good. It was that mer- that first movie is almost perfect. It is. Uh, it's sometimes dangerous to try to remake those kinds of classics, but I gotta say, it looks uh, it looks rather interesting and action-packed. So I'll probably get a view, a view. but. Ultimately, at the end of the day, my guess is you're right. It will not
7: top the original,
1: Todd, let's face it. No,
7: I mean, there are some iconic scenes, especially at the end for uh, those younger viewers that may not have seen it. Um, that you will not be able to replicate. When animals fall down to kill people at the end, uh, there is nothing better than seeing a large taxidermied bear end (laughs) up taking out one of the biggest villains in the film. It's so good. All right, let's
1: get after Championship Sunday a little bit. We'll uh, start with the first game, and that is Chiefs and Ravens. And I was waiting all along thinking maybe this goes down to the Chiefs' uh, three, and instead it went the other way. I was looking at Ravens minus four this morning. Uh, I think the most fascinating maybe place to start here is the chess match between Steve Spagnuolo and Todd Munkin and Lamar Jackson. Uh, both these quarterbacks are excellent against the Blitz. Lamar's numbers, some of the the stats and what Lamar did under pressure and when Blitz this year uh, were really tremendous. So does it affect the way Steve Spagnuolo calls a game at all? We've seen him be pretty Blitz heavy over the years and this year is really no different, Todd.
7: I think you have to be multiple, and that's one of the things that we've seen from the Chiefs as far as their defensive game plans, As they become higher and higher leverage situations. They decide they want to mask some of their coverage schemes, and last week against Buffalo, it didn't matter what they did, they were unable to really slow down that Bill's ground game. Fortunately for them, Buffalo couldn't get on track throwing the football, and it made him a little bit one-dimensional. Now, when you look at the Houston Texans, D'Amico Ryan blitzed Jackson at the highest rate he's ever been blitzed in his entire career. Jackson was blitzed on 75 percent of his dropbacks and he struggled with that in the first half was holding on to the football for 3.5 seconds todd munkin made the tweaks at halftime jackson got the ball out of his hands much quicker in that 2.2 to 2.3 range and you saw baltimore run away and hide i think this is where baltimore has to lean on their heavy sets get gus edwards plenty of touches allow lamar jackson's legs to open up things in the passing attack and hope that their defense can pin its ears back to slow down a chief's offense That while it's looked better in recent weeks, still doesn't have a ton of playmakers past Travis, Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, and Isaiah Pacheco, Mm. despite a Marquez Valdez-Scantling look there. So you mentioned the number here. This did get down as low as three professional bettors that like the Ravens. Laid a cheap money line on that open at minus $1.65. We're now in the $2 range. For me, it's Ravens or pass in this particular game. I think Baltimore is the more complete football team. But, look, I get it. People are afraid to lay points against Patrick Mahomes, knowing how prolific he has been as an underdog in his career. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, he typically has a way to get people to the window. Uh, we saw that last week. Should be one hell of a football game to kick things off on Sunday. A couple
1: things, uh, you know, historical context. One last thing on this game. I just want to ask you about how it affects handicapping sometimes. The 2023 Ravens are just the third team in the Super Bowl era to average 25-plus points per game, lead the league in rushing, and also lead the league in scoring defense. The only other two teams to ever do it, the 72 Dolphins, undefeated uh, Super Bowl champs, and the 85 Bears. Bears, Uh, We know how that season (laughs) finished. The Ravens are number one in overall DVOA, and in fact, since they've been tracking the data back to 81, adjusted DVOA number one, even ahead of the 85 Bears, Anything can happen in a one-game scenario. I get that, Todd. But like, when you think about those historical marks that this version of the Ravens have hit, like how much of that should go into the calculus for handicapping this game?
7: I think they often get overlooked because maybe they don't have that same cachet as Kansas City as the defending Super Bowl champions or all the attention that we pay to the 49ers and how prolific they've been. But the Ravens have just gone out there week after week, continue to answer the bell. I mean, holding teams in check, only allowing 20-plus points once since Week 9. That Mm -hmm. came in that overtime win against the Los Angeles Rams from an offensive standpoint. Seven straight home games where they 've scored thirty one points or more, and while lamar doesn 't blow you away with what he does in a vertical passing game, the ability of Todd Monk in to scheme for his unique physical attributes and the way he has grasped this new offensive scheme puts defenses in a little bit of a conundrum, and I think the matchup to watch will be the Baltimore receivers if they're able to get separation against the likes of LeJaria Need and Trent McDuffie because that's where Kansas City's defense could have some success. But uh, I have some concerns about the Chiefs not having that rest advantage that they've yeah. utilized each of the last few weeks. And look, let's not sugarcoat it. I know Buffalo wasn't banged up as the Dolphins were in wild card weekend, but this Ravens defense has its full complement of playmakers on the defensive side. It's yep. going to be a different challenge for a Chiefs offense that is starting to get upgraded based on taking advantage of foes that just weren't at 100%. That's
1: a good point. The recurring theme uh, these last handful of years has been, why can't the Ravens stay healthy on defense? Guess what? They're healthy on defense, so it should be interesting. All right, Lions, 49ers is the nightcap. Uh, Niners laying the touchdown. You know, the home road splits for Goff and the Lions, you know, they're real. Uh, They still went 6-3 and on the road, but, you know, the offense definitely sees a little bit of a dip. The one big concerning thing here to me, if you want to back the Lions, is just the way the defense is trended, Todd. Uh, I mean, it's been ugly, and Kendall Vildor and Cam Sutton have just been mostly torched in coverage In the back half of the season, I mean, Builder really has seemed to struggle here in the last month or so. So what are we thinking about this game and that Lions D having to go on the road, even though Debo might not play, playing the San Francisco offense?
7: I don't think any of what you said, Carm, is lost on Dan Campbell. I mean, if you read between the lines and some of the comments he's made, he goes, we have to be an aggressive defense. We know that's going to create some coverage bust, but that's the only way that we can be disruptive, and this is a group that carries a a defensive EPA rate of minus .13, which is good enough for 30th in the league. You talked a little bit about the secondary and how they've been gashed. I mean, Cam Sutton has allowed 26 completions on the last 32 targets, 467 yards, and three touchdowns when he was the primary defender in coverage, and while Aiden Hutchinson grabs headlines, and rightfully so, with his ability to rush the passer, if Brock Purdy has time, with or without Debo, there are going to be some deep shots and chunk yardage place available for the taking, I think this is a big game for George Kittle in terms of getting him involved in the middle, and look while everybody seems to have lost confidence in Brock Purdy, given the way he performed last week against the Green Bay Packers and what we saw on Christmas against the Ravens, that was one of the most pass-heavy approaches we have seen from Kyle Shannon and the 49ers when they operated in a neutral game state 64% of the offensive plays they dropped Purdy back to pass he delivered when he needed to, going 6-7 on that drive, Mm. and the one luxury the Niners will have this week is they'll be able to scheme up two different game plans. One if Debo is healthy and able to contribute and another one without him, something that isn't always as easy to do on the fly given the unique skill set he provides and you saw that offense bogged down for stretches so this is a little bit of buyer beware for me. People remember what they saw last and they love the Lions' story, rightfully so. It's been a much-maligned franchise that hasn't experienced a ton of success, trying to become you know, one of just four franchises that hasn't played for the Lombardi Trophy in the modern era. But I think San Francisco's full attention will be here. You'll get a pass-happy approach early from the Niners, force the Lions to be a little bit more one-dimensional. And the one thing we've seen from Jared Goff, not only does he struggle in the elements, he is a different quarterback when he is under duress. And if Eric Armstead gets more reps, they're able to generate some pressure coming off of the edges knowing that lions pass uh, pass blocking unit is a little bit nicked up. Yep. I think this game could get ugly. So for me, uh, I'd make a case for laying the 7 with the 49ers before I would consider taking the lions plus the points.
1: All right, good stuff there. One other thing I want to ask you before we let you go. We had a caller yesterday ask us a question. I'd rather have you maybe real quick if you can put it into your brain and think about what's the best option for him. He's got a $400 ticket that pays 4800 Ravens Forty ers Super Bowl matchup. So he's got one of those matchup props. He asked what he should do. If he should be hedging a little. Yurko and I kicked it around. We're like, should he throw a little bit on each, uh, you know, dog on the money line? Um, yeah. What would you? I'd rather have your opinion on this. I think you're better equipped to handle it. Like, should he be hedging a little on that bet right now, and maybe dabble in the money line for the underdogs? Or is there anything else he could do to maybe lay some of that
2: off a little bit? <laughs>
7: So given the fact that it's a Super Bowl exacted, that he needs both of those teams to get there, it kind of backs you into a little bit of a corner uh, in terms of taking some of the win equity out, knowing that if you were going to play a money line parlay on the other two teams, that there are multiple scenarios, that it's not just A or B there. My approach, and this coming from someone who backed the Ravens on the money line and does like to gamble a little bit, I'd let the first leg go. And if you know you have an opportunity, maybe you want to come back with a more advantageous price and try and land a middle you can do that. Even if you wanted to back Kansas City plus the points, the problem is you can create a zero-sum outcome where you don't necessarily come away with anything. Uh, and for me, I'd probably let the first leg ride and then maybe look to come back with the Lions plus seven if that ticket was still alive to try and take a little bit of equity out of it.
1: All right, that's good advice. We didn't even think about that. Yeah. So maybe let the first half ride and think no. that the, the, the Ravens really are the cream of the crop and are going to win See where you go from there. Uh, all right, good stuff. Any best bets you want to give out, or um, what are we thinking for the weekend?
7: No, full, I mean, full disclosure here. Look, guys, I've gone about and bet some of these things at slightly better prices in the market. I did lay some Ravens money line in the first half, bet the Ravens on the money line in the game at a price is about 15 to $0.20, cents, a little bit shorter. Haven't done anything with the second game. Was hoping that Debo would maybe get ruled out and that number would come off of the 7 and have a chance to lay the 49ers, uh, but did play a prop. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, under his rushing Attempts at 20.5. I know there's some 19.5 widely available. Mm. Still a little bit of an edge there. I think this is a pass happy approach for Brock Purdy. uh, And those are some of the areas where I have a little bit of exposure this weekend going in. Uh, But, you know, I'd love to be able to say one of these underdogs is extremely live in terms of a money line play or something else. But I think we could see chalk. Uh, and a rematch of that game that we saw in San Francisco uh, on Christmas night between the Ravens and 49ers, two weeks from Sunday right here in my backyard.
1: Yeah, all right. So next week we'll talk prop bets, and we'll talk how you're going to handle uh, the chaos of uh, the Super Bowl being in Sin City in, in your in your current hometown. So we'll catch up next week. Enjoy Championship Sunday. Thanks as always, buddy.
7: Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Best of luck with your picks this weekend. All right,
1: Todd. Well, there's Todd Furman from the Bet the Board podcast. Make sure you listen, download and listen, follow it, and uh, follow Todd on X and on Instagram at Todd Furman. All right, coming up next, got a few other gambling things uh, we want to talk about. And, uh, you know, Yurko came so close to that parlay. But another angle that we might be looking at for tonight, we'll cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie. Coming up here at 2 o'clock, Bears Weekly is on after the guy's Later tonight, 6 until 7, and then Black and Abdallah on 7 until 8. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back.
0: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN. ESPN, 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 ESPN Chicago.
1: Jerko came so close to the six-legger last night in the Suns-Mavs game, but it was a blowout, and Luca yeah. didn't play like the last five minutes and missed his, I think, his rebound over rebound and his an assist. assist over yeah. by one yep. each. And the six-legger would hit. That's why parlays are tough. but Yeah, they are. You took a good shot at it, kid. Hey,
2: I, I went for it. You know, and if you take a look, if I don't put Stiepe in there, Steep in there, not Stiepe, what am I talking Youssef about? Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah, if I, no, no, the other guy. Um, N- Yo, uh, Jokic. Oh. If I take Jokic out and I put in Doncic, no, if I take Doncic out, out and, put and I put Jokic, in Jokic, I'm a winner. Because hmm. Nurkic gave us everything we wanted. Yeah, he had all, N- Nurkic's unders all came all in. All came in. And they, then the overs got... would have come in for, uh... For Jokic last night. All the mm. overs would have come in. So, a little disappointed. I went with the law, the, the wrong uh, former Yugoslavian player. Hey, if I would have gone with a, a yeah, different yeah. kind of theme last night, the it would have The were getting blown out. It. It sure. and,
1: and that's the thing. Yeah. It would have hit if they weren't getting blown out. The Why Suns beat Phoenix the crap out of them.
2: Yeah. Why didn't uh, Dallas have a Dallas better effort? Dallas is
1: a weird team. And then yeah. Luka got into it with a reporter afterwards because the reporter suggested Luka had someone removed from the stadium that's what for they saying... Said, yes. Luca, you look tired. Get on the treadmill. And then listen to this exchange after the game
8: between Luca and the reporter.
5: What were you frustrated about at the end of the uh, second quarter when you got that tactical? Uh,
8: I know. I saw you when you said about the fan, you know. That was not a true all. That was not the only thing he said. Um, but I knew you would be the first one to, to point out something like that. I'm not going to say what he said, but I knew you were going to be the first one to put out something like that. So I just saw it, man, it's just funny. You always seem to be the first one to put some bad stuff about me. First of all, 99% of the stuff I've written about you has been good. Uh, I don't know. I was sitting two rows behind us. All right, so it was the only thing he was, that time he said something, the only thing? That was what you reacted to. Yeah, I was hearing the whole first half, right? Well, you didn't hear anything. He was definitely hollering Okay, there we go. Acted. Well, you put out something that was just the only thing. But. Okay. What was the final What was the thing issue? It's not the issue. I'm just seeing you seem to be the first one to always put something bad about me. That's fine. It's all over. That's Why did you me? ask for the fan to be ejected? Do you because he was cursing me the whole first half, too.
1: Why don't you ask for Lodi
8: ejected in, in the first half then? Because I never would eject jack a fan. They pay for tickets, but I had enough. You know, it's a little bit of frustration.
1: If you turned your head and looked over at
5: him after he said that. That's, I mean, that's what we saw.
8: Yeah, that's fine. That's a weird. did yeah, the, the guy, the bad guy in the media, right? It's all right. Don't think
1: you're fairly portrayed in the media.
8: No. That's a weird back and forth,
2: I, and, and Luca saying that the but guy was, was chirping a lot at him. Right, but he was going specifically after the guy that, that, that put the tweet out there. Yes. He had to put a tweet out there. Yes. And so Luca feels that the tweet didn't represent what was really happening because
1: it makes him feel it makes him look kind of soft, like if yeah. you just
2: threw him out for saying get on the treadmill. Well, you remember the guy that used to go after the Bulls behind the Washington Bullets bench, sure. and they were the Bullets back then. So yeah, I feel yeah, free yeah. to say go after everybody. Remember right? that? Yeah, that's the point. Well, that's the way the NBA used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, guys would just tear other guys, you know, people apart, and they didn't say anything. He was a fan. He was entitled to do this, but at some point that shifted. That same guy wouldn't be allowed in the in the in an arena now. Am I right? or Am I wrong? <sighs> I mean, I, players I think have more power than ever to say, to right. security, I want him out." Right. For, LeBron has done it. Talking. I think over yeah. the course of a lifetime, had somebody removed. Yeah. Others have done it, and they've had guys removed. Where back then, you couldn't get guys removed. Hmm. They That'd could be say be what they want, and be be as abusive. Stuff we heard right, <laughs> so they could be as <laughs> abusive as they want. But I think, um, I, I think. Nowadays, that if you're going to a ball game, that you, the people expect some sort of uh, some some manners, some decorum. In there. Some decorum I guess some decorum. Yes, there you go. Yeah. I think that's the expectation now. Yeah. In the old days, we used to ride the referees like there's no tomorrow. People don't like that happening as much. Yeah. Uh, tonight, one other
1: uh, gambling thing for tonight, if you, you want, have- if you're interested. So you know, the Oilers, the Hawks are in Edmonton playing the Oilers tonight. Yes, the Hawks are objectively terrible and they play hard. I mean, like they even tried to make it a game in the third last night in Seattle, but they couldn't. They're just they're beat up. They don't have enough talent. They're bad. They're young on their back end. Right. They're like they're just really bad. Do you know the last time the Hawks run a
2: one a road game? Uh, it is uh, 18 games ago, it's November 9th. Yeah, it's a long time ago. It's uh, the Black December, Ops.
1: January, <laughs> two and a half months Haven't probably. won a road game since November
2: 9th. Yeah. The
1: Oilers haven't lost since before Christmas. Oh, boy. The Edmonton Oilers have set the record for any Canadian team for the longest winning streak in NHL history. They are three games away from tying the all-time record. I think it's the 92 Pens. Don't quote me on that. It's definitely one of the early, it's definitely one of the Lemieux-Yager-Pens teams. The all-time record is 17 consecutive wins. I can't ever lay $6 to win a dollar, and that's the money line tonight in Edmonton. The puck line, the spread is two and a half, which is crazy. But the Hawks playing the second of a back-to-back after losing a tough one last night, now playing an Edmonton team that is awesome, that has completely flipped the script after their first 10 games and their horrid start, and they've ripped off 14 consecutive victories. Hawks might be in pretty deep in Edmonton tonight. We'll see. They could be in trouble. Uh, coming up in two minutes, we got crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. Yurko's got the final word.
2: Carmen and Yurko present today's final word.
0: Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final word. To
2: last word on Carmen and Yurko. I don't know. I like think it's Fideau
1: doing them. Like, who does a great Irish coffee? I'd like, if there's got an eater, probably has a list. They usually have. Eater? Fun. They're usually good at compiling yeah. those lists. Willie Eater? Which yeah, one? Will Eater.
2: Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's bad. Yourself. I said Willie. That was bad. Willie. I said Willie. That was bad. You stopped short. What?